I love that. Thanks for those two cents, Lee. <laughs> they they might have missed the beginning conversation uh, to know. Yeah, that was that was before we started recording. Uh, <laughs> podcast listeners, I was saying that Lee is going to bring his two cents, and uh, mine and Sheila's uh, wealth of knowledge is only worth one cent each. So we're going to rub our two pennies together, and then uh, you know bring Lee on for the additional two cents. So bonus episode you guys get four cents of worth of information today so <laughs> no, accent is, is great she's got this southern accent and anytime she goes to visit her family it like quadruples <laughs> in her accent and then nobody can understand her it's it's adorable <laughs> so. perfect a lot right now so we're actually going into major companies now and major back ends to clean them all up Welcome to the messy back end of entrepreneurship. This is Lee Cassells, co-founder of SFQ Consulting. We all know that the back end is where most businesses fail, and I can tell you from my experience that all businesses have them, from solopreneurs to large corporations. This podcast is all about cleaning up that messy back end so you can save time, make money, and succeed. And now, here are your hosts, Sheila J. Logan and Nate Tucker. Thank you. Thank you all so much. We have a wonderful show for you today, especially if you have ended up with bad habits or have struggled with making decisions during the pandemic. As Alain de Botton once said, the best cure for one's bad tendencies is to see them in action in another person. On our expert segment today, we're going to be speaking with Lee Castles about messy bad habits and decisions. Lee is originally from Scotland and now resides in Canada, is the CEO of InCharge Technologies, a fast-paced SaaS company in the health club management and payment processing space. As someone who drives business to succeed, Lee fully understands the importance of a systemized backend and is constantly looking for ways to improve efficiencies daily. Thank y'all so much for joining us on today's episode of The Messy Backend. Coming soon, watch for The Messy Backend of Being a Single Mom, as well as many other messy backend topics from photography, speaking, book writing, traveling, and more. How would you like to have your very own Messy Backend podcast? Find out more about how you can use our team, our brand, and our online platforms to start and build your own Messy Backend podcast. Visit themessybackend.com slash join for details. Nate and I would love to be on your podcast or speak at your next event. Visit themessybackend.com slash speaking to send us your event details and learn more about us and our speaking topics. Thank you to our sponsor, Yes, Women's Network, where you will find the connections you need to achieve your dreams. Find out more at yeswomensnetwork.com. Don't forget to subscribe, folks, to our podcast. Head on over to themessybackend.com slash subscribe so you never miss an episode. Plus, check us out on Facebook and YouTube to see full video episodes. Now on to our expert, Lee Castles, for his expert advice. Don't mess your seat, folks. Here we go. Today, we have a messy backend question submitted by one of our listeners. It said, since COVID, my self-care habits have gone out with my last dirty mask. I'm up 20 pounds and struggling to keep a work schedule, much exercise, and create decent meals. 
I'm lucky to have worked from home pre-COVID, but having my husband and daughter home and not being unable to go out to most places has been hard. I just cannot believe how much I'm struggling to pick myself up right now and create better habits. Wow, that's a big statement. And right now, that's a big statement for a lot of people. That's not just one person. I would say that's probably 90% of the population. They're struggling with, how am I going to cope? Like, everything I knew before is totally different to what I knew, know now. And what I know in maybe six months might not even be there in six months. So for me, when I'm trying to really wrap my head around things like this, from like an organizational standpoint, because I struggle with it as well, is, is really figuring out that mindset first. Uh, and I do it through like a five-step process called needs. Like what are my needs? And I've got an acronym that go, breaks down each of those needs. So if you guys are okay, then I can go through each of those needs and hopefully get people educated and give them a framework to actually move forward with that. Would that work for you guys? That's I think that'll like, be perfect. And yeah. Let's just translate needs because <laughs> your lovely accent, and I love your accent. <laughs> needs, it sounds like you're saying needs. So N-E-E-D-S is what you're saying. <laughs> These needs that we have. So don't, yeah. it, it's okay because people don't understand me either. Sometimes. <laughs> no, go ahead, Lee. Let's talk about Lee's needs. Okay, perfect. Uh, so yeah, we'll start off with the letter N for the start of needs. So if you've got a pen or a bit of paper, or you're going to do it on your iPad, your iPhone, whatever you're going to take these notes down on, N is really for now. So what one you really do is spend a good five, 10 minutes and figure out what you're actually doing now. Like what is your actual problem? What is your actual process? What do you actually have in front of you as it stands right now? And this is the part that we usually, we don't do as human beings. We're always looking 10 steps ahead of, I want to have that, but we don't actually look at what we have right now. So really spend some really quality time of what's my schedule like? What's my uh, eating habits like? What's my exercise like? How do I feel right now? What's my income like? Without being judgmental, just really look at what you have right now and write down as many notes as you can under that topic. And then from now, you really want to go into the next stage of enjoy. There's a reason why you keep doing what you keep doing over and over right now. So if I'm 250 pounds and I'm sitting on the couch watching my TV screen because I love the soccer, I have my nachos, I have my beers. There's a reason why I'm 250 pounds because I actually enjoy the experience of eating my nachos, drinking my beer, watching my TV, having family time on the couch. That's okay, but you just need to be clear of why do you keep doing it over and over again? Because there is a reason, there is a, an enjoyment factor there. Uh, and again, don't be judgmental. Write down next to it why you enjoy each part so far. Does that somewhat make sense so far? Yeah, I'm, I'm following it so far. Yep. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. You got to write down what you enjoy and don't be judgmental. Just, exactly. just don't, don't judge yourself for enjoying those things. Just say, yeah, I enjoy. And I love that you said nachos because I definitely enjoy nachos. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, maybe that's why I'm putting on some, you know, my COVID 15 as well. <laughs> so nachos. So, go, let's go ahead to the next E. Okay. So the next E is exchange. So, this is where you, you're almost busting your bubble. So right now, you know what you're, you're doing now. You know what you enjoy. You know what you have. The exchange part is more the dream. Like, what would you actually dream to have? What would you love to see? So the easiest way to do it, and we'll classify male and females. Um, females is generally you close your eyes, sit for five minutes, and imagine inside your head exactly what you want to see. So that could be a different body. It could be you in a swimsuit. It could be you uh, functioning differently in life. It could be a better relationship with your husband or your partner. What does that look like inside your head? Uh, males are generally more the want to write it down. 
like they know exactly what they want and they want the, the kind of checklist of I want this, I want this, I want this, and I want this. Uh, but really make sure that you're, you're fully like opening your mind to there's no restrictions, there's no money restrictions, there's no time restrictions, there's no love restrictions. What do I actually want my life to look like? And then you start just listing that all out. So this is a part where you get to get excited. If you're doing it right, you should have two emotions. You should be laughing because you're laughing of, I can't believe I'm not doing this already. Or you should be full on bawling in tears of, I, this is actually upsetting me. Like, I know that that's what I want and I'm sitting here and I want it. And I, I really want to be that person. So you should have two emotions. You should either be laughing or crying. If you don't have them, you're not probably digging deep enough inside your own body to actually get those responses going. So once you have that magical vision of this is really what I want, is then onto the D in terms of the decision-making process. You have to make a decision if this is really what you want. So you can paint a big picture of, I want to make a million dollars a year. I want to look like Brad Pitt. I want to have Ali, uh, a beautiful wife. I want to have a house with a picket fence. I want to live on a beach. Like whatever that scenario is, if you don't really want it, then it's just a BS goal. It's just going to sit up there of, yep, it's just sitting there and you're never actually going to get there. So the decision part is, are you actually going to make a decision today that that's actually what you really want? Is this really going to upset you if you don't have it this time next year, next month, and 10 years from now? Or is it just a pipe dream of, it would be nice to have? If it's a nice to have, rip up your bit of paper, go back to the start and start over again. If it's a, I will actually like have a nervous breakdown if this doesn't happen this time next year, then that's the goal that you have to go for because that's the one that's actually going to motivate you. And part of that decision-making process is have someone in your corner that's basically going to kick your backside along the way. So that can be a technology app like MyFitnessPal or any of those ones if it's a food-related thing. Or it can be a person that is totally on your side of this goal. So again, if you're married and you have a partner or et cetera, sometimes your partner isn't the best person because they, they might not want you to change to the direction that you want to change to. So find a family member, find a friend, find somebody that has that mindset of they're 100% on you and they really want you to succeed. And that would be that decision-making process. Yeah, I, just to, sorry to interrupt in the middle of your, between the D and the S here, but I, I totally agree with that. And I think that's something that a lot of us don't necessarily focus on is the find, find a, an accountability partner who's not necessarily your life partner. Because a lot of our life partners, you know, they love us for who we are, you know, and they love us differently. And they go, well, it doesn't matter if like they don't care what you look like. If, if you feel that way, they go, hey, I'm still spending time with you. And that's what I love about you. So I don't care if you're sitting on the couch, 250 pounds, eating nachos, drinking beer, because you're spending time with me. And that's what they love about you. And so they're not going to push you and kick you in the back end, you know, to, to get you moving. So I, I really like that that you said that of find that accountability partner, you know, who is seeing that goal with you, who can see that and say, yes, I can envision you getting there. So uh, thank you for bringing that up. That was brilliant. You're welcome. And again, sorry, not somebody who's going to placate you. Right. So yep. um, I kind of have that situation where um, there's people in my life who will just agree with whatever I say, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But then I can go to Nate and be like, Nate, man, I'm feeling this way. And he will just tell me how it is, right? So Nate and I are good friends, but we're honest with each other. And sometimes when you are in love or in a situation where you're too close to someone, 
they're not going to be completely honest with you. And you do, your accountability partner does need to definitely be mm. completely honest with you. Yeah, and that's a great point. And that's the reason some people also go to the other extreme of paying for that service. So mm. whether that's a business coach or an advisor or a personal trainer or a life coach, or there's somebody else there that is 10,000 foot view of this is what I see and this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. like it's not a friend it's not a family member so you can go as you guys said from technology to family to friends and family to basically a paid advisor at that point but as you guys all mentioned there should be someone there or there has to be someone there that's going to help you along that way yeah yeah love it um, one thing that's really helped me too i don't know if you can see so i know the podcast listeners can't see but right behind me is my dream board and um one thing having that the d the decision so i made the decisions but i also decided to dream about it i think you could go either way with that so dream sorry i have this fly in my face um dreaming about what you want and making sure that you're super hyper focused on exactly what you want you can't tell this but the harry potter train is right there (laughs) and ted talk is right there so uh, right now those are actually the only two things on my dream board that have not come true so now it's time to reset that and and come up with some new dreams and make some new decisions but i love what you said about if you're going to be sad next year at this time if you haven't reached that goal if you haven't found that joy if you haven't served that purpose whatever that is that you wrote out then just wad it up and throw it away and start over i tend to do that a lot um, having to start over and that's okay too yep definitely all right, so I'm I'm anxious. What what is the S? <laughs> I was like, we got need, but it's needs. He said needs. I was like, I'm I'm taking notes over here. I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I got the big S drawn. I'm I'm ready. Okay. Please so the S. So the S is actually the most important part, and this is actually the part that most people fail in. S stands for start date. Like when are you actually going to start this? However, the start date doesn't matter because you need to figure out the end date first in order for you to kick your own backside to actually get to the start date. So if I want to lose, say, 20 pounds, and I'm like, I'm determined I'm going to lose 20 pounds, when are you going to lose 20 pounds by? Like, what's that end date? That drop-dead date, if you don't lose 20 pounds, you're going to have a whole hissy fit, and you're going to feel like your whole world has collapsed. Like, when is that date? Is it your wedding? Is it your anniversary? Is it uh, Christmas Eve? Is it that high school reunion? Like, there has to be a date of oh my God, this has to happen before that, or I'm going to like, lose it. Like it has to be almost nervous just saying the date of, it has to happen prior to that. And as long as you get that date of it, that nervous feeling of, it has to happen, it has to achieve, I have to complete by this date. As soon as you say, I'm starting now, it's way easier because you're like, oh crap, like that's not that far away, I have to start now. So it's not now you've been, okay, tomorrow I'm going to start, or maybe next week or... Because then in your head, you can be like, if I'm going to start in two months, does that mean I'm pushing my wedding back two months? If I'm starting in a week, does that mean I'm pushing my holiday vacation back a week next year? If I'm starting in four days, does that mean that I'm moving that appointment back four days in the future? Like times don't, time doesn't care and money doesn't care about your emotions or your wants or your needs. Like, so get that date secured in the future. And then all of a sudden today's date is like, oh my God, it's here. I have to do it now. It's not tomorrow. It's not next week. It's now. Like, because I don't want to fail myself on my end date because it's really important to me. But you have to find that date that's so important to you that you will blow up if that date doesn't happen for you. So that's, again, that's the S. It's start date. But forget the start date. It's more the end date first. And then it's going to force you to start now. Today, this minute, this second, you're changing. 
and this is what you're going to be doing moving forwards. So it's the di- the day you're going to succeed, right? It's the day yep. that you're going to achieve that goal is what you really want to look at. Because you kind of have to plan it backwards, don't you? Yep. Like if you want to lose uh, 20 pounds and your wedding is, you know, two months away, then you break that up in the number of weeks and you kind of backtrack and you know what you can do. But um, yeah, I didn't lose 20 pounds before my wedding. <laughs> I, I, guess I didn't want it bad enough. I think I gained 20 pounds before Sheila's wedding. So <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't even go to the wedding. I just, I still, I still gained the weight. All the stress eating was, yeah. I know you didn't even watch it on zoom either. I, I mean, I, I need to watch it. <laughs> tell it, tell us in a uh, quick succession what they stand for again. Yeah. So again, assessing your needs it has to all be about you. So it's now enjoy exchange decision start date so write on a bit of paper or put it on your ipad or your iphone and just start jotting down notes next to each of those headings Mm -hmm. and you can use this template for business you can do it for life goals you can use it for whatever you want but it's the same template just over and over again for any kind of goal you want to set in the future with this gal who's struggling with um now being at home the, the you know struggling to pick herself up what kind of recommendation do you have to give them that motivation that they need to start writing down what they, their needs are. How can you help her kind of pick herself up out of that COVID puddle? I think the first part, again, is, is that mindset switch of, does she really want to change or is she quite happy doing what she's doing? Are you complaining about what she's currently doing? Because that's two different things. Some people are happy being unhappy and they're just happy complaining about being unhappy. They're not really looking to fix their life. They just want to stay status quo, even though they're like, I want to change but do you really want to change? Really, really change? Or are they just happy saying they want to change? Exactly, yeah. Maybe that's what makes them happy is just complaining. And I know people that are like that. They, they love, you know, arguing politics. So this has been the best year ever for them. <laughs> they get it. Everything is political this year worldwide. So it's another reason to have that accountability partner, right? To tell you, stop your whining, get up and get moving. And a lot of times we need that. I know I need that sometimes. I need somebody to tell me, you can't have M&Ms for lunch. You need to get up and actually go eat something real for lunch. Now, uh, Nate, I know Nate's like M&Ms. So <laughs> three times a day, you need to go eat is hard for me. So that's something that, you know, even though that's something I want, unless I have something, somebody kicking me in the tail saying, did you eat? Did you eat? Did you eat? That's one question you'll find everybody who loves me. One of the first questions they ask me is, have you eaten today? Because I'll forget to eat all day long. And so you need that person kind of falling behind you to kick you and make sure that you're not just complaining about it, but you're actually taking the action on it. I think the main thing for people to change is there has to be a pain point. You have to find what your own pain point is. If I don't do this, am I happy to be here next week at the same place? Am I happy to be here in the same place next month? Am I happy to be in the same place next year? Like you have to find whatever that pain point is inside your own body or your own mind of, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not happy with this one piece. I need to change it by next month, next year, next decade, whatever that is. Just those baby steps will then snowball into other positive kind of mindsets and movements. And I used to train morbidly obese people 20 years ago. So 250 pounds was the minimum weight that we would take on board. So it'd be 250, 350 pounds people that we would train as personal trainers. And the easiest thing was, hey, give me a pair of pants that just fit, but don't really fit. And they'd be like, perfect, here's my pair of pants. Great, I want you to take them back home. And you're going to hang them on your bedroom door. And every morning when you go up, you're going to try that pair of pants on. For them, it was visual of, oh my God, I still can't 
close them and then one day they close them like oh wait i closed my pants i closed my pants and they would call like all super excited i'm like great give me another pair of pants they just fit but just you can't really button them and put them back on your bedroom door again but it was just those tiny little increments of i'm not asking we lose 100 pounds i'm asking just to change your body shape just a tiny little bit just to keep giving them that motivation of next step next step next step don't try and conquer the world overnight it's never going to happen right look at your plan and do those baby steps and you'll get there You'll get there way quicker than you think you will. Well, the reason why you'll get there quicker is because if you just look at the big picture, it's like, oh, I can't hike to the top of a mountain. But if you just set these little paths and these little points, you go, hey, can I hike to that tree right there? Yeah, I, sure. I can hike to that tree. And then you make it to the tree and then you go, oh, okay, what about to that rock? Okay, yeah, I can make it to that rock. Okay, what about to that river right there? Yeah, I can make it to the river. And you do that over, you know, several hours, you're going to be up at the top of the mountain, you know, but just looking from the very bottom of the mountain, you're going to, that thing's impossible to conquer. I can't take that on. And so, yeah, that totally resonates with me. And I get that you hit those small incremental goals and, our, our minds are wired chemically to release serotonin and dopamine when we achieve goals. You know, when we, when we hit those points, we go, we feel good and it's positive reinforcement. So then our body goes, okay, I want more of that. Whether or not you guys realize this, we are all drug addicts. But a lot of the drugs that we're addicted to, our body produces naturally. And we want to be happy and we want these feelings. And so our body goes, oh, I, I like that. I like that feeling of finally being able to close those pants. I want that again. And they already, they've already achieved it. So now they got to get the smaller pants. And they, they're, they're going to seek after that, that dopamine release. It's, it really is. You're, you're a drug seeker, but you know, it's not as complicated where they're like, okay, you need to go into rehab or anything. Because it, those, those are positive chemicals in our brain. And we're rewarded by that. And that's that's a good thing. Whereas if we if we set these astronomical goals and we fail, that then also releases chemicals in our brain saying, that was bad. Don't do that again. Because we don't like failure. You know, it was embarrassing, all these things. And we get stuck in this negative trap of, no, I can't do this. I, I, I'm a failure and all these things. But if we set those small goals, there's small dosages of drugs. It's positive. It's It's a good chemical. And so I, I love that. I, I never even thought about doing that, that pants thing, but most of my pants fit and I'm a small guy. I, <laughs> I, I, I wear little kids pants. So, yeah. It's, not, it's everybody can be, not everybody can be as amazing as Nate was when it comes to the uh, physical aspects of things, but you know, um, <laughs> I know Lee, you work with a lot of larger companies, corporations and things like that. And so we're kind of in the entrepreneur world where maybe we're looking with solopreneurs or, people with a small team, 10 to 20 people, is there kind of an experience that you've had with a client, whether it's corporate or yourself or some situation where you worked with them through this needs process and seen some success? I think we talked about this in one of our episodes before. I think it was with Jared who said he was talking about somebody else. You know, they made their success in 38.7 seconds. They earned a million dollars or whatever. But what we didn't see was the 50 years before that, you know, the back end side of how they got to that point where they could do that. You have a story that you can share with our um, with our listeners about that? Uh, yeah. Over my career, I went from entrepreneur to like managing a bunch of businesses and all the way up to now the CEO of a major business across Canada. They all have the same headaches. It doesn't matter if it's a one person show or there's a hundred. I used to have 110 sales guys all working for me at one time. So it doesn't really matter what scale you're at. 
the problem's always a problem. The problem's always going to be alignment and it's always going to be mindset. So if you don't have the alignment, you don't have the mindset, then it's always going to fall apart. Uh, the best example was I was managing a, a chain of clubs. There was 18 clubs and all 18 clubs are kind of operating differently. So you have to go into each club of what you're doing now. Would you guys enjoy about what you're doing now? Because you're the general manager of this club. It's not working. I don't have to tell you that. But would you enjoy about what you're doing every day at job? Okay, this is what you said you need to change in your club. You're the decision maker. Here's a start and end date and here's a plan. It's the same thing. The majority of things in the back end that are messy for every company I ever go to, one is core values, mission and vision statement. They're always messed up in every single company we go into because they can't recite it. So if you can't recite it, then how are you living it? One of the companies we worked with was, okay, we're going to put it on the back of everyone's t-shirts and their branding was no excuse because the personal trainers were never allowed to give an excuse for the client of why they weren't succeeding. They had it written on them, but it was the to that extreme of, okay, now you're living it. Yeah. Our values are no excuse. You're living it. Like you have it on your shirt. So don't give us any excuses. And the brand just went whoop, like overnight, because everyone's now living that vibe. But that's what I find across all sectors is mission, vision, core values. The foundation of your business is a mess because nobody knows why they're there. Nobody knows why they're on it. And everything else can get scaled above. But if that's a mess, then that's always the main part that we spend a lot of time on when we're working in companies. Back uh, in college, one of the first like big jobs that I got was for a software company that they're, they're pretty successful. They're called Apple, you know, named <laughs> Apple the fruit. And they've made they've made a few devices here and there as well that you know you can run their software on it. And one of the first things they do is when when you sit down and you start your week of training. The one of the first things they do is, hey, here are our credo. These are our core values. Um, memorize them. Like in order to graduate training, you have to have all 27 of these memorized. Yep. Throughout my entire career there, every decision, anytime that I had to go up to somebody at a higher level, you know, regional manager, state, you know, whatever. And I said, hey, this is something that we need to do. If I presented it in a way of saying, hey, this is going to align with this value, I'd never got to know. Yep. It was a, yep, I agree. That does align with that value. That is our company. Let's do it. That was Apple's rule book. Yep. You know, obviously they had so many other rule books for like HR and things where they had to have legal. But if we like wanted to give a big discount on a specific client because we knew that it was the right thing to do and it was going to enrich and I can't remember half of them now, but like if you go in and you say, okay, these are the types of things we can do, we had success. And whether or not you're an Apple fan, you, you can't argue that they're not a successful company. They know how to be successful. They called it their core values. And if you want to be really funny, it's an Apple core. That's what it is. And they're successful. And then I've also worked for other companies that we had core values and sometimes the company wouldn't live by those core values. And we'd have meetings and they're like, hey, we're doing this and this and this. And I'd raise my hand and I go, how does that fit with this core value here? And you'd see them either get like frustrated because they're like, yeah, it's coming from above. Like this is, this is upper management and they didn't have an answer. And so then we didn't want to, you know, as the linemen of, of the dude, you know, the working class people were like, well, why do we want to do that then? Why do we want to implement this change in our company? Um, and so I love that you brought that up. Of That's kind of one of those fundamental things that when you have that, sounds like messes are still going to happen, 
plates still get dropped at even the five-star Michelin restaurants. You know, things still happen, but they have a process and they have a way of cleaning those things up. And as long as they stick to their core values, you have success. Mm -hmm. So people listening to this podcast, if they love what you have to offer uh, and, and hear, and they want to just hear more of your wonderful information, where where can they go to hear more about you? There's two ways they could probably get a hold of me right now. One would be through LinkedIn. So it's just my name. I really appreciate people who do take the time to actually reach out on LinkedIn. Like, hey, I would like to chat. Uh, and then the other one is we just actually set up a consulting company during COVID. The company's called FSQ Consulting. The website is getsuccessfaster.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are awesome. No, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Well, folks, that's all for today's episode of The Messy Back End. It's Nate and Sheila signing off until next time. Thank you to our advertiser, PodServe FM. They will help you get your podcast hosted and published quickly and easily. Visit them at podserve.fm forward slash messy to find out more. And thank you to our advertiser, ThriveCart. They're the number one shopping cart software that grows your income from existing traffic with high converting checkout pages, upsells, and affiliate campaigns. Watch the video on how simple this cart solution is at themessybackend.com slash cart. Don't forget to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform by going to themessybackend.com forward slash subscribe and check us out on our YouTube channel for full episodes. Well, folks, that's all we have for today's episode of The Messy Backend. I'm Wendy Wadaley, known as your Income Acceleration Mentor, and I'm the founder and dean at More Coaching Client Sales and Marketing Academy. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling like my backend is getting cleaner with every episode. I can tell you from my own experience that processing, looking at the messy backend situation when it happens helps you to grow and learn and be that much better as an entrepreneur. Join us again next week as experts share more customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes into the back end of entrepreneurship. Remember, you're not alone. Every business has a messy back end that needs a little attention. People that are smarter than you and can do what you want to do, but better than you. Oh yeah. Like I love being the, my whole mantra is I always want to be the dumbest person in the room. Or, or this day and age, change that, you know, adage to the dumbest person on the Zoom call. Yeah. <laughs> right now, I am both the dumbest and smartest person in this physical room. But on this Zoom call, nope, you. Cool. All right. Well, we, uh, we'll cut it off right there. Um, we always like to keep recording because we found a lot of the gold nuggets happen before and after the calls. <laughs> well, like, people start to relax. Yeah, like, right. I, it's like okay, we're done now. You know, <laughs> take the shoes off, and then like this really great golden nugget comes out, and then you're like, oh, and then we end up usually using it as like a teaser, oh. like a sample. Like, come listen to episode 84 where Lee talks about it, <laughs> and then you know, Lee says something really ridiculous, and then they're listening to the whole episode, and then it's just at the bloopers at the end, and it's it's a total, it's a great way of learning people. So. We need to record new intros and outros and we need a somebody with a really cool accent to do that oh I, me like shrek i can call shrek, <laughs> <if you want. laughs> like shrek. welcome to the messy back end